0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Moralia Python Radio. And tonight we have Jeff Lem joining us and we're going to be talking about monitors and in particular, Australian monitors. And we're going to be talking about herping, herping, uh, herping. <laughs> Today I was herping and I had uh... dude we went to this spot. You went with a crew. I mean, like you went with. There were a lot of people, and no, there was only th- three other guys.
1: Yeah, but those three other guys kept posting at random moments, and it's like, oh found copperheads today." oh, found copper. I'm like, "God damn it!" It's <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it's like, because it was you, Zach, and then Kyle was there, right?
0: Kyle, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like, and, and so you post a picture, and I see Zach, and I'm like, "All right, so Zach's there." And then Kyle posts up like about three hours later that like, oh, found copyrights. I'm like, what, Kyle's there? What the hell is that? I'm
0: like, yeah, I was – I'm and like,
1: it, I'm not there. What that <laughs> stupid job? Of-
0: yeah, and then there's this yeah. other guy, uh, Dave Fitzpatrick. He's kind of yeah. the – do you know him?
1: I think I know I, – I should know him is what I'm saying is I've probably met him like a million times and I know the name. But <laughs> – if I, you sat us in a room, I wouldn't know that's him. And I, that's just the way I am with everybody. Right. Um, and no one should feel offended. But yeah.
0: He seemed to kinda know who you were, I think. Yeah. You know, so
1: it's I mean, it's it's me. I mean, of that's, course
0: you, that, is so. that is true. That's <laughs> true.
1: Swear so. I'm not that egotistical. But um <laughs> it's it was it's just it was one of those things where it was it looked really cool and like instantaneous success. Like you were like going for copperheads and like an hour later, you're like found 12. Of my old- <laughs> what
0: <laughs> was, what was crazy is, is that, so it's this, this park, we went to this park and, mm-hmm. um, we were in Delaware, which is maybe, it was probably like maybe an hour and a half, an hour, maybe an hour from, mm-hmm. from my spot. Right. Um, and, uh, Went out there and we were kind of kind of worried about the rain. Um, And uh, we were uh, we were we were going to originally go look for timbers. And Mm -hmm. but because of where that was, we just felt that the weather wasn't going to cooperate. But, you know, Dave sort of said that he could guarantee that we would find uh, copperheads. So we go we go to this park and I never in a million years would have thought to herp here. like like never. So um, we go into the park and we're walking around and like, you know how like when you're in a park and there's like spots where people can just kind of sit and it's not really a bench, but it's sort of like a rock wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so (laughs) the first one we found. Yeah. Right in that little spot. Oh, dear. lord! (laughs) (laughs) So you would sit down and not even know that there's copperhead right there.
1: like not, like not even a foot away, kind of oh, like no. hanging out.
0: It's right in the crack, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, that one was in shed and, uh, we really couldn't get a, uh, you know, we, we did see it. I took some video, I took a couple of pictures and I was like, Oh yeah, cool. You know? Um, and then, um, we, we, we walked down the trail a little more, um, And then we walked into like this open field and in the field, um, again, I never would have went over to this thing, but there, it's kind of like, it's almost like there was like this black tarp that, you know, like Mm. the netting that you put down when you're trying to keep the weeds from growing up. Yeah. Okay. So similar to that, whatever that was laying there.
1: Dude, Um, that's, that's how it always is. When I went herping. Uh, up in upstate pa we the only snakes we found is because we found a piece of black rubber or whatever flipped it over and baby ringnecks just rocketed out of there and same thing with a bunch of garters like that was it that was the only reason we found them is because they were hiding under stuff and the my friends and i used to do we had a herpetology class in college and we had to go out and find animals which i mean that was the greatest class Ever, They (laughs) pretty much gave us a grade to go herping. And it was like, oh, my God, I know. Right. Um, But so we were like wandering through a field and there was like a random recliner. Mm -hmm. And my one buddy's like in the recliner, I guarantee you. And we found a black rat snake just chilling in the recliner. So, yeah, it's always in the they're never where they're supposed to be. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So awesome. So, yeah, so uh, we pulled it up and I think there was f- five or six under that thing. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're just like, they were pretty chill, man. They weren't, they weren't aggressive at all. They weren't, you know, um, yeah, they were just sitting there. And, you know, once they felt like they had enough, they would kind of mm. like crawl back into these rocks, right? So then we put the tarp back down. Uh, It was only like maybe, maybe, maybe a foot, if that, of the tarp that was kind of hanging out over the grass. So we put it back down over the rocks, stepped back out, you know, to the to the main field and just sat there for a couple minutes to see if they would come back. Sure enough, we went back in, lifted it up there. They all back where. But what was crazy is we found, you know, I, I guess I don't know if the proper term is slug. Um, for what you would call, um, I think it
1: would be stillborn stillborn because aren't they, they're live they're, bears. Yeah. They're live bears. Yeah. yeah. So it would be stillborn.
0: Okay. So it was a stillborn, but it was still in the, oh man, see, I'm an egg guy. So it's still, it still in the, in the sack or whatever you want to call it, whatever the proper yeah. name is for that. I'm not a hundred percent. So, um, we pulled it out and kind of looked at it and it was like a pretty much a fully formed Snake, Baby that was there. yeah, the one, fi- the one. I would guess that would be female. I think uh, the, the other guys agreed, and she looked like she was about that. She was, she was at least she was pregnant, and maybe about to to drop the litter. Um, right, but uh, yeah, man, it was it was it was really cool.
1: So, I mean. Uh, Unfortunately, you went to Delaware, so you could not collect the copperheads and bring them home. But like you told Dory that you were going to bring two back, right? Because one for you, one for her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that would have gone over great. (laughs) And she was trying to text me and I just wasn't paying attention to the phone. (laughs) And she's like, great, you're out looking for rattlesnakes and copperheads. You're dead, aren't you? (laughs) You're not answering me back. Will you please answer me back? And I'm just like, oh, great. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, man.
1: She's gonna have to get used to this because i mean we're we're not gonna be able to text her when we're in australia and i mean mm. like taipan territory and you know it's yeah we'll be fine everyone will be fine or so, dead
0: so i did learn um you know it was cool it was cool to go with zach because he gave me some pointers on some photography uh which will help a lot in um in australia which is always when good
1: and to- taking pictures of vipers Don't get immediately into their faces.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Step (laughs) one. Step one. (laughs) Um, And then uh, what else? I did. um, So, for instance, Zach has like this foldable hook, which was really cool. Um, Yeah. uh, So that's something that I'm going to look into. I did buy um, shin guards or snake guards or whatever. they You know, the, the things you put on your legs. Yeah. I didn't take them to Australia last time, but I think it might be a good idea do to time? take them this time. Yeah, I think See, these are the things you have to tell me because you're yeah. sitting there I'm going, I'm like,
1: do I want to bring really tall boots? Are they going to make fun of me? You know, like, you know, now it's like Eric's going to be in shin guards. Oh, well, then hell, yeah. I can do whatever I want now. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: and the Australians might say that's bullshit. But, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, they might say, whatever. You know, some and, you know, that's
1: the other thing is how are. I know we're not gonna be able to not look like the American tourists running around the bush, but yeah. you know, we're gonna try our best to not to, but you know, it, it it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, what else did there was a couple other things and I wrote them down so that I could remember. Okay. Um, but just like just little things that you wouldn't think of, like um for your camera. Uh I got a drop of water on the inside of a lens and Zach had this, this pen thing that's like a duster. You know what I mean, and it's like he got it out of there, and I'm like, shit, I better add that to the list. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh,
1: it's a good thing that I'm like, I'm, I'm going with you guys, and I assume there'll be like, I wasn't gonna bring any kind of a camera equipment because I figure I would just steal your pictures, yeah, because I'll be like, I was with Eric, and then like also yeah. that kind of thing, um, but it's like I can't even imagine bringing my camera with me and having like different lenses and all of that kind of stuff. It'd be like it's just daunting to me so
0: yeah it's kind of a pain
1: i'll, I'll, I'll use my phone and you know it'll be
0: fine. well that's kind of what we did last time it was like me and chris were kind of like you know taking pictures and rob was sort of just sort of like relying on us for the pictures and then we just did a Dropbox, and everybody dumped yeah. their pictures in and you yeah. can take whatever ones you want to use however you want to use them but uh Dude, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying uh, getting out in the in the uh, in the field. And uh, you,
1: you, you you bit harder? I mean, like you going, you're flying towards that thing now.
0: Well, I just think it's uh, it's relaxing for me. You know, I get away from everything and everyone, and just kind of get out there, and you know. Even if you come, you turn up a bus. But I think the thing of it is, is it made me think like I never would have thought to go like to these various parks and Delaware
1: was the copperhead uh, just
0: capital of the state. Dude, it's it's oh, damn, it's crazy. But You know, it also it
1: also brings something to mind of every time I'm called to go help with somebody who found a copperhead in their yard. I'm like, it's probably a water snake. I really need to take some of that stuff a little bit more serious because <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah. it could be a copperhead.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were that close to, to us. So apparently I would imagine.
1: Give a shit.
0: I would imagine that they're in your neck of the woods. I would imagine that they're up there. Right. I
1: think, I think they're few and far between, but I do think that they happen up here. I, um in somehow I, I don't know if there's like just a group of black rat snakes that hang out near and around my house but i usually get at least one or two a year um hanging out in my yard um baby ringnecks uh i also get and uh i've gotten at least one water snake oh, so okay. i get a few things um but i'm definitely more of uh american toads and leopard frogs so
0: ah gotcha okay
2: you
1: know,
0: All right. Anything else going on? uh... We're
1: waiting, dude. I mean, like, uh, let's see. I have the baby bread liar due the 26th, I think. And I'm like waiting. I'm waiting patiently because day 60 is the 26th. And nothing ever gets to day 60. So I'm starting to do the whole like, I've checked the incubator three times today. I'm waiting (laughs) for like little marks on the egg to be like you know that's the egg tooth and I'll just slice everybody open because right. now Nick has me terrified um that they're all gonna drown in there and I thank him <laughs> for that episode yeah um so there's that and then i I mean I'm just waiting dude everything's like in a holding pattern right now um but I'm kind of uh looking around at projects when you you know when you look at you do the work, and you're doing a couple things, and also you you drain your freezers because you're feeding everybody. When do you sit there and go, maybe it's time to remove a couple projects?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of in that spot right now. It's kind of like, do I cut back the amount, focus on top-notch A quality stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, have more, um, I'm not even saying bioactive substrates cause I'm not at that point. You know what I mean? But like more right. naturalistic type setups that I can mm-hmm. sit there and watch the snakes. I think that's the direction that I'm leaning towards. Um, and that means that some things are going to have to get the cut, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, there's just a lot of snakes right here right now. And it's feeding day drains your entire freezer. And you're like, well, I guess I have to run out and buy a bunch more rats before everybody needs to eat again. Yes. Um, And it's just some of that can be daunting sometimes. Plus, then you start looking at it like, uh, you know, right now um, I have a juvenile male Timor Python. And it's like, why are you here? Why do I have you? Do I need you? Should I get rid of you? I don't know. And then it's also... At the same time, you want to complete certain projects. Like I only have a male blackface white lip. So if a female pops up, I want to get her, but I don't have any cage space. So you're seeing a problem here. It's like, all right, maybe we should really kind of lasso in some of these stuff and get to a point where I have the projects that I know I can work with, that I know I can do, and that I can hold on to. You know, It's just one of those things. So I'm kind of wrestling back and forth of – trim fat which ones can go which ones can't go do i take it down to 1.1 of certain animals which if you do that and then one of them dies then what do you do do you burn the project or do you rebuild it it's you know it's the everlasting struggle (laughs) yeah
0: yeah for sure yeah it's uh and i'm notorious for hoarding stuff so Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 kind of tough oh yeah you know like which way to go
1: i'm thinking about all of this and then a tiger jag that i produced this year a female right which i have not kept back i've never kept back a female tiger jag from this group line breedings that i've ever done i've always been a boy really yeah i don't know why
0: just so you could breed it quicker back uh uh-huh okay
1: she shed and i'm like oh oh you look good i mean I and now I'm sitting here going like, well, I'll keep her. And then I'm like, wait, no, you're supposed to. be less. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> you're like, wait, they're supposed <laughs> to be leaving, it. Not coming. First off, you have too many Jags because you am running out of breeding pairs to do that. Don't go Jag the Jag. And you're going to grab another one. Also, you're supposed to be slimming down. And yeah, I don't know. It's. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to do right now.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's it's. I struggle with this a lot because you yeah. know one day I I'm, I'm in this mode the next day I'm in a different mode and it's 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 always back and forth and the one thing that I always stay consistent on is my carpets because mm-hmm. you know they're absolutely my favorite of you know, everything and uh, um you know I don't want to I don't want to get in my head you know like that if I let something go that somehow this is going to hurt my long-term success of selective breeding or, you know what I'm
1: saying? Like, and I'm just like, Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think that because, you know, if you're in the same boat, I am, you have outlying projects. Like right now I have, (laughs) and I posted her today, a citrus tiger head albino and an albino male. Just because they're they're just now like, I think this will be the first season I'll attempt to breed them. Right. And then I'm like, I guess I'll get babies. And then what the hell do I do? I mean, like, I'm not going to build the citrus tiger project, but or albino project. Right. But it kind of overlaps a little bit with the high con line and project that I keep killing, bringing back to life, killing again. It's like, you know, it's I don't know. And there's various other stuff that I kind of got hanging around here that I'm like, do I really need you? And right now the answer is I'm hanging on to it, but you know, very soon I might start going with the, no, I mean, I have two adult male Maclots pythons. Yeah. And yep. I got, I, I had the one forever glitch. Mm -hmm. Um, he got sick and I thought he was going to, kicked the bucket on me. So I secured myself another male and then glitch made a miraculous recovery. I'm like, well, well shit. <laughs> so now, now I got two <laughs> right. and I do not have an adult female. So it's like, eh,
0: <sighs> yeah, I know. I know, I know, man, it sucks. And, and I don't even have like, you know, my, my goal was to always work with the Australian pythons and like, yeah. I still have boxes to check off of that, you know? but,
1: but even then the problem is is that you can't work with all the all the australian pythons because you overlap so much with you have so many different lines of jungle carpet
0: yeah and that's the other thing like you know like jungle carpets i like jungle carpets don't get me wrong and i i want very select like especially with that to me they have to be very selective or locality based and like um I don't know. Should I just work with the lightning line and try to incorporate other ones into that? You know what I mean? And like that's sort of my line that I'm working with. And
1: I think (laughs) if you bumped yourself down to lightning line, uh, gelatin, and then maybe like what, Palmerson, I think you'd be very happy with those projects. And then like, I don't know if you even want to get zebras and other crap involved. Like, I don't even think you want to go that far with those things.
0: Honestly, I, I, you know, and again, I, I've, I've gone back and forth with this multiple times. I love zebras and I probably I have zebra. I have a super zebra, but Several. I don't know if it would be something that I would go after. I mean, if I was I guess it really comes down to am I going to do this as another job or am I going to mm. do this as just a hobby? Right, like that's the decision in my head I have to make because if you know if I'm going to do this as as like another job that's something I can do when I retire or whatever, then I have to move towards the breeding side of it, which means that I'm you know and and let's be honest, like if you if you're on the breeding side of it, usually there's corners that you cut, you know, when it comes Mm -hmm. to you know, keeping snakes because you're trying to keep X amount of snakes and X amount of room. And, you know, it's like, right. and then, but, but what really tugs on me is like, is that the right thing to do? You know what I mean? Well, it's, yeah. it's sort of like, Hmm. Is that, is that how it should be? Or should I like slowly grow into that over time? And like, maybe not until I have like a dedicated building where I could house,
1: mm mm-hmm. Correct.
0: Not, not I shouldn't even say correctly because it's not like I'm housing them incorrectly. It's just but better. But you could accommodate Be them.
1: Right. Yeah. You know.
0: And more uh, sp- more
1: aisle space for you. It's easier to maintain. It's, you know, less of a hassle. And also, you know, the problem is that if you are going to do breeding like this, you're going to have to bend when it comes to the projects. And you'd have to at least produce several clutches of just straight up black and yellow jungles because you got to have stuff to sell Correct. and not everybody's going to want this, that, and the other thing. So right. it's like you have your projects and then you have the merchandise. You have the stuff that you bred just to sell. And right. if you end up wholesaling it, at the end of the year, it's no big
0: – And that's uh, where like having ze- zebras on hand and stuff uh-huh. like that, you know?
1: Uh-huh. So then you have to make room for that stuff. And it, it's, it's very daunting. It's very hard. I mean, to think about this kind of stuff. And
0: then, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you just start looking into these other species and you're just like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Like, circling Yeah, It never ends like,
0: yeah. uh, today because I didn't air, it didn't air yet. And I'll probably air these together, put them together. But we did a show last night with, um, with Riley yep. and just to test out how this goes. And, Basically, we were talking about Kribos and indigos and whatnot. So, oh, did
1: you go looking on websites? Did you,
0: dude, <laughs> dude? There's like a red-faced oh, indigo, yeah, eastern indigo. Holy yeah. shit, dude! Texas,
1: the 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 Texas indigos have more red on them, and it's a little bit different. So,
0: yeah, but, but this is yeah. like a red eastern Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like it's like the perfect amount of red on the head and it oh Mm -hmm. dude I'm like what the hell man what am i what am i doing you know like
1: no 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 stop and they and they eat fish like you can feed them
0: whatever you yeah. freaking feed like you feel yeah. like yeah, yeah it's yeah. like oh i need to empty out the thing you know i could um, see it now like oh don't throw that fish away i'll take it home today i feed it to you, the creep you, you work at a supermarket i, I mean like you're, How many did they have? These
1: things to call party wings? It's just chicken wings and drumsticks that are made for like you know when you
0: make wings for football. Yeah, and
1: I mean, the you you could you could get packs of those
0: things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. So that's that's kind of kind of where I'm at, where I'm at with that. So, all right, should we uh, get Jeff on here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. Okay. Go ahead, Owen. All right, uh, Jeff, welcome to Morelia Python Radio. How you doing? Thank
3: you. I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, we're doing all right tonight. Um, normally, what we do is, uh, for everybody who's kind of, I guess, new to the show, is we want to know uh, how you got your start in reptiles. What kind of, where's your beginning?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty similar to most herp freaks. <laughs> um, you know, mine, mine, mine was a little different, you know, I had that, uh, just that response, I remember that response, being at the zoo, I was really close to the San Diego Zoo, so I was there all the time, but in addition, my dad's like king of the mountain men, so I grew up outside uh, okay. with the pack on, I was in the snow I was outside all the time, and my dad liked snakes, when he was a kid, he had bull snakes and stuff. So I remember him catching snakes in the yard when I was like four or five, and just uh, that kind of did it for me. And then, you know, growing up being outside at all the cool places we were going, I would catch stuff. And I was kind of herping without really trying, so that really that really did it for me.
1: Awesome. So what was like the the first couple things you were messing around with? Is keeping.
3: Um as keeping, um, it was probably gopher snakes, San Diego gopher snakes. Mm-hmm. They were common. They still are common. But when I was a kid, I, I remember finding one in the desert when we were out hiking, this great big San Diego gopher. And I picked it up, and that was kind of the start of it. And then from there, it went to you know other local snakes, ringnecks and king snakes, and rosy boas, and. And then, you know, there wasn't a lot available. I mean, this was the 70s, so you couldn't just go into, you know, your herb shop and, you know, pick chondros or anything. (laughs) There was was nothing really around. I remember I met, God, who was it? When I was probably 12, we moved to Bakersfield, California, which is about four hours north of San Diego. And I was part of a herp society there called the Al Robbins Herpetological Society. And, you know, I didn't even know people really kept and bred stuff. I thought people just kept local stuff. Mm -hmm. And, God, who was it? Um, It was Lloyd Lemke. Lloyd Lemke gave a talk. Yeah. Lloyd Lemke gave a talk, and he had just gray bands and cinelones and just like hundreds of Just insane baby snakes that I'd never seen. And that was kind of when it all blew up. And uh, I started seeing, you know, corn snakes in certain pet stores. And and then that's kind of when it all started. And then, of course, the 80s is when it went huge. And there were, like, snake breeders doing it for a living. And I was meeting all those guys and keeping what I could at the time. So, yeah, it was different than these days, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, it... It sounds about right. I mean, what, what, and what pushed you to, like, what led to monitors? Like, was that just the one reptile show decision, or was there something kind of there?
3: You know, I, 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 loved the Komodos when I was a kid. I'd mm-hmm. sit and watch the dragons all day, and that was probably it. Um, and, you know, in high school, I could get my hands on Indicus, and oh man, what what I have water monitors and. Uh, there's a few things around that you could get. Um, it wasn't really until I started in my career as a herpetologist, you know, so I do zoo based conservation research, so I, I get a lot of cool travel, but we do conservation projects all over the world. and As a herpetologist, I've gotten to go to some pretty cool places. So that's probably where it really kicked into full gear, Um I mean, I had kept some stuff that was available, but then in the early 90s, I went to Australia for work, and I took a week or two extra and just went hurting and that's that's really when it kicked into high gear. And that was about the same time <laughs> that Odotria started becoming available in the U.S. Okay. So, it was, you know, I had big monitors, and then I met a couple guys here. who had some small monitors. So Frank started breeding his ackies and I met him right when he had his first monitors, and it all just snowballed from there.
1: That's awesome. I mean, that's really cool that, like, you went there, and it's when stuff was starting to really become available in the U.S., it's like, you know, you see it, and you're like, oh, go home and just buy it. It Yeah, (laughs) I
2: just saw
3: some of (laughs) those, yeah. Yeah, that was – I really kicked it into gear, and you know, I was I was visiting zoos over there, and one zoo in particular really had an insane monitor collection in Australia, and I became friends with those guys, and just really got to see a lot of cool
1: stuff. That's awesome. You know. That's yeah, really cool. Switch back then.
0: See, Jeff Owen doesn't understand. He's going to go to Australia for the first time and when are we go in uh end of October. October? Mm. End of October. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. so, <laughs> so, we're going yeah, to Yeah,
3: uh, all ball game,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand what's about to happen to him. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might come right. back a changed person. Yeah,
3: it's uh definitely uh yeah. It, it's definitely not the same as hurting the US.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah, no, no. No.
3: That's gonna be interesting. So No, you'll love it. You'll be fine. Just don't go near the water. <laughs> <laughs> All water. It doesn't matter how deep it is. Just assume <laughs> yeah. especially in the
0: Northern Territory stay <laughs> yeah. away from the
3: yeah. water. Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, well, you know, actually the territory's changed quite a bit in the last twenty years. Um chain toads have made it all the way up and across oh. the top end. In places you used to go, just absolutely everything has taken a beating. Right? A lot of the old spots I used to go to in the 90s are just
1: hurtless. Really?
3: And it sucks. Have you been yeah, yeah. back
1: recently and kind of seen just how much, like how bad oh, this yeah. has gotten Damn.
3: Yeah, I mean, in the... In the Mid-90s, I was up at a place called Fog Dam in the Northern Territory, a really popular herb spot. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's got, like, the greatest biomass of snakes. I mean, there's water pythons literally everywhere, King Browns and all kinds of stuff, children's pythons. And, I mean, there were, like, every five feet on that road, it seemed like. And I was just there. I took my dad over just a few years ago, um, and there was nothing. There was nothing in them there. We saw nothing. It was really sad. Nothing became toads. Yeah, so they're devastating. Man. They're a bad thing. And, you know, now they're reaching over into Western Australia. That's that's trouble. Gonna suck because yeah. I love Western Australia.
0: Yeah, so, that's
3: horrible. Yeah, but I mean, herps are learning to deal with them, and you know, but there's avoidance, and you know, it'll it'll work itself out hopefully, but. People need to get on the ball and get that cane toad thing figured out. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I was surprised but in how I mean, many we saw. You'll still love it.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I, I assume I will. So.
0: We, yeah, I mean, you'll still see stuff. It just depends where you go. Yeah. We were in uh, cans, uh last year, uh-huh. and I was yeah. blown away by how many cane toads there were. I was like, what the? Yeah, heck? Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I lived there, we lived in Queensland, and
0: you know, I mean, before
3: you let the dog out, you'd have to go out in the yard with a snake hook and bludgeon game toads out of the yard. And, you know, oh my goodness! Oh my god! Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
3: wow! And I mean, there'd be like twenty every night. And you're just like, oh my god, if the dog gets a hold of these, it's over.
1: I just want, them. I just want to let the dog out and then go back inside. Yeah, I yeah. got it. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun.
3: Oh, oh man. All right. Yeah, we didn't worry about the brown snakes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's brown snakes in the eye. We're worried about the toads.
0: <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, be, uh, be, like like getting into monitors, like uh, for most of our listeners, they come from uh, the snake side of things. Um, what's some of the biggest yeah. misconceptions uh, about monitors that people may have? Uh. I mean, it's
3: gotten a lot better in, in 10 or 20 years, but I mean, you still, the one that gets me, the one that really irritates me, mm. is you'll be at a herp show and somebody's walking out with a croc monitor.
1: Oh my God, and yes, he, thank you. <laughs> it, I, and a big a big croc monitor, and it's like... They're 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, the <laughs> monitors are very intelligent, they do recognize people. Um, I've worked around a lot of big crocs that were fine, but... You know, I, I, there's this cock monitor in my face and I'm just like, Hey, you mind getting that out of my face? Oh no, he's tame. Oh no he's not. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he is I said, No, he's not tame. Um God. I'll tell you what, get that animal up to operating temperature and see if you get in a room with him. Yeah, it's... And that's that's the main thing, is people think these animals because they're, you know, in a room and you're handling it but they're tame and that's not it at all. Yeah, And it's dangerous, and people just don't get it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chasing my dog around. He's got one of my plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I raise cactus and succulents, and my new pup likes to break them out of the ground and run for it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's, so, yeah. That's not a good thing there. Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's that's one of the big misconceptions is that, oh, my monitor's are same because it's 75 degrees. He loves me. No. <sighs> Not not at all. You know, monitors have very high operating temperatures. And that's the other thing. Oh, he eats so much, he's in great shape. Like, now, he's going to die of hepatic lipidosis because you're keeping him at 80 degrees. Um, so <laughs> you you have a lot of issues like that still. Um, right. Especially right. with, like, the people who just go, they don't even know what it is. You know, they just go buy one and throw one in a tank. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it, it's it totally of, is. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better, though. I mean, so much better. You know, people get something from you, and they, they've done their research, and they know what to do, and they've read up. I like that.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so as far as, like, uh, you know, like breaking down their care, I mean, what's what's the basic uh, husbandry? You know, temperature, obviously, what you're just saying is one big thing. Yeah, yeah,
3: temperature. Temperature is a big part. I mean, they do want to get hot, but a lot of species also want to get fairly cool in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. Humidity, you know, people, especially with Australian motors, people think, oh, you know, this is an acu, they're from the desert. You we know, got to keep it like the desert. It, you know, we're going to bake it to 150 and never cool it down and
2: oh my God. It's dry <laughs> and hot. And,
3: you know, it's not like that. It's, you know, you've been to Australia. Even in the red center, in, you know, central Australia where red ackies are, they get a lot of rain there in the winter, and it gets bloody cold in the winter. Uh, uh, they get a lot of rain at certain times of year, and it gets really, really cold in the winter. So, um, right. you know, when people say, oh, you can't cycle ackies and it's like we really don't know because they have such a massive range, you don't know where these animals are from. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've given ackeys a little cool down in the winter, and they're just fine. But, yeah, the main thing is security, especially for odotria. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. If you've seen monitors in the wild, the big ones are out. The little guys, yeah, you'll see them occasionally, but mostly under you know, cap rocks and tree holes, things like that. They, they want security, very much so. Um, but humidity and spraying them and keeping some moist soil and burrowing is another way of security, and it's also a way to keep the humidity in there's a lot of a lot of things um and then bigger monitors you know they like to get hot too people you know think these savannas and white throats and things don't get hot man they're from africa <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs>
1: they nest in termite hot mountains then. yeah yes yeah. Yeah, right.
3: yeah, so it gets bloody hot but it does get cold too i mean yeah you know some of the southern white throats it's freezing there in the winter and you know i've Got friends who studied white-throated monitors in Namibia, and they're like, "Yeah, this thing was in a tree for sixty-four straight days through the winter." Holy and, shit! You know, Jesus but, Christ! Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of really cool info out there that'll tell you what they do. So, I mean, yeah, back in the '90s, I was you know I raised you know, through the research world we we're raising a whole bunch of white-throated monitors. We had like thirty of them, and you know. I was a kid. I was like, yeah, you feed them mice. And, you know, a and he's like, oh, I don't eat that crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. they eat snails. So you know, our field started there eating snails and insects and cobras and all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I, raised awesome. these, I raised these white throats from hatchlings to six feet in a year Feed them garden snails. <laughs> wow, my just, they, God. And if you've ever watched one shell a snail, you can see they were made to shell snails. I mean, they could crack open a shell and eat that thing in milliseconds amazing to watch.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It, it, I mean, do you also kind of have to? Is it kind of hard to also keep them from getting overweight? Because I mean, I know that some of these guys, especially um, some of the big African guys, they 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 pretty much walk almost yeah. all the damn oh, time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is that oh, something yeah. else you have to combat I mean, too?
3: Yeah. I mean, male male white-throated monitors can have a home range of like fifteen square miles. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, they need exercise. And you know, I kept them in massive things, but I know everybody can't do that. Um, so, yeah, temperature cycling and diet and exercise, are just like with us, man. You can't lay around and eat Twinkies and sit on a couch without, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> without dying, having an outfit. Yeah. Some health yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, same sort of thing.
1: So, uh, you think that's maybe some of the – those are probably the major things that people get wrong when it comes to – Monitors is oh, yeah. temperature and overfeeding kind of a deal.
3: Yeah, temperature, overfeeding. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always – it always Well, the the two go hand in hand, you know. Right. The, it's the metabolism and the temperature mixed with the humidity, and um, but yeah, I mean, people keep these savanna monitors. You know, he's got his hot rock, and you know, oh god, his little, <laughs> you
0: Why do know, they still and sell hot rocks? I hate those
3: things. And there's no. <laughs> And there's there's no moisture whatsoever, and he's getting a mouse a day. Oh God, a, it's in a
1: twenty gallon tank on like, sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're
3: and they look like a football. You don't see it as much as you used to. I used to in the nineties. It was just painful. Oh, and they're like, oh, look how tame he is. It's like, no, that's because he's dying of hepatic lipidosis <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh-huh. and that's what it was. Like, Every one I opened, their liver was like the size of the animal. It's really sad to see. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. So, cheap. you know, we started doing articles in Reptiles Magazine about it, you know, up the temperatures, and then people would say, oh, you're going to fly them. They can't bask at 150 degrees. You're going to kill them. And I said, go outside right now with a temperature gun and hit the dirt here in Southern California on a 90-degree day and see what that reads. It's usually around 250 surface surface temperature.
2: Right.
3: So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just knowing – what temperatures you're looking for. And I did it in Australia with wild monitors. You know, the ground and the rocks are 160, 250, you know, but people start thinking, oh, that's air temperature. Let's, let's bake the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. No, it's surface temperature that they're basking on, but you also have to have a warm ambient temperature. So mm-hmm. the problem I was started seeing with people and the bigger monitors is, you know, they live in Michigan and it's <laughs> 40 oh, degrees outside. Right. And the cage is at sixty degrees, and they have a hundred and eighty degree hot spot, and they burn a hole right through their animal. And wonder, you know, and then they talk smack and say, "Oh, you said to do this." Well, no, you no, didn't no. do they it right. Warm <laughs> ambient. Yeah, you have a warm yeah. ambient temperature there, and can get fried on a on a hot spot. Jesus. So there's there's a lot that goes into it, and yeah, it's gotten so much better, and so and you can see it because people are actually producing their animals now. Yeah. So, Back in the day, there was only a few of us who were doing it, and that's because we kind of understood the dynamics of it all.
0: Right. What's the time frame of that type of hot spot? Is it twelve hours, twelve hours off? Is that type of thing? And like, well, does that yeah, ambient that's, drop that's overnight? Typically. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the ambient is yeah the ambient drop is fine. I mean, you can get them down in the sixties and seventies at night, no problem. A lot of guys, like Frank, used to do 24 hours a day with the light cycle. And, and the animals know when it's time to go to bed, they do,
2: mm-hmm. even
3: when the light's on. Um, mine, I typically would do, uh, I'd follow a light cycle. So at the peak of summer, I have 14 hours on. In the winter, I'd do about 10 hours with okay. a, cool, a little bit of cooler ambient temperature. The acus, I've cooled all the way down. Um, so, yeah, I just, I kind of play around and. Figuring stuff out when I can.
0: Gotcha. What about as far as like UV lighting and stuff like that? Is that important with those guys?
3: Yeah, I mean, people tell you it isn't, then they tell you how much they supplement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, I mean, all diurnal basking lizards should have UV light. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can get away with it if you're supplementing or they're eating whole prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, delivers full of D3, um, but you know, for me, you know, behavior plays a big role with MVA as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to get full spectrum bulbs. I like my animals to be as normal as possible.
2: Right. So <laughs> I and I
3: love watching behavior. That's my favorite thing about monitors. Is like you have them right, they are going to behave like normal monitors.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
3: for me, for me, it's always yeah, full spectrum lighting.
1: Gotcha.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: And yeah. Now, did you provide um, like uh, I know certain monitors love to kind of like dig and build their own kind of I don't know subterranean kind of stuff uh, yeah. uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Do you provide that as well, or just just with nesting mothers?
3: Oh no, they, all my animals get that year round. Okay, um, that's a very important part of their life and mm-hmm. burrows, especially for females. That's you know security it's humidity it's a cool place to go at night a cool place to go in the day
2: yes.
3: <laughs> but you know nesting is probably one of the most important things in, in keeping and breeding monitors and mm-hmm. you see it in a lot of, a lot of large lizards looks like we sometimes i mean even if you even if those eggs are good mm-hmm. um it's like if they don't have good nesting those eggs aren't hatching you know, yeah. if they hold on to them, dump them on the surface, the, it's a very, very small chance they're going to hatch. And you know, people say, "Oh, you know, I just have a nest box." I say, "Yeah, that'll work the first year."
2: Um, <laughs> and and then, they yeah,
3: it then. Yeah, uh-huh. it's true. I mean, Cyclor do the same thing. The first year, sometimes two years, if you're real lucky, they will nest in a box. After that, they just don't do it. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm talking mostly small monitors right now. So, yeah, you know, we started building. You know, everybody's familiar with Frank uh water tub tanks, mm-hmm. the yep. um, kind of trough, the aluminum trough. I I was using the Vision Cricket tubs, the four foot ones, they're like two or three feet high. I put Plexi over them, and um, they're fantastic. You know, I could get two feet of soil in there. Animals can nest, have burrows, do whatever they want. And, and we've been very successful doing that. So. Huh. That's
1: cool. kind it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a plus. But, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do you think they just stopped using the bins because, I guess, because you figured almost like you compromised the hide because you were going in there for the eggs?
3: Yeah, it's, I'm not sure it's done. It's. it's it's kind of like they almost outgrow it. It's mm-hmm. funny. They're interested in it still. They'll dig around in there, but they just don't want to nest them in there. Okay. And I don't know if they're outgrowing it or if, you know, the temperature is just not suitable anymore. It's, okay. it's hard to say exactly what it was. But yeah, I, I just did away with tubs or nesting boxes like yeah, my first year of doing it. Okay. Um,.
1: Yeah. So can you kind of I I, I know we have like just written down here just as breeding, and I know you work with like a ton of different species, but mm-hmm. can you kind of come through with what might be some important bullet points for getting your guys ready to breed?
3: Um, everything I just said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. them, get them more, get them security. I mean they're all the same. All the odontas I keep the same. Okay. Um, you know I bred persianus too. That was quite a bit of a different ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, you know, Kimberly's and Pilbrensis and Ackie's and everything, you know, some of the top end long tail monitors like Pilbrensis and Cloud Eye, they wanted a little bit humidity, a little bit more spray down and humidity and you could see it in the animal, um, when they're drinking, when you're spraying, they're not getting enough water. So you just up it. Ackie's are like, you can't kill them with a hammer. <laughs> they could, they're like, yeah, I'm messed here. That's fine. Whatever. Just keep the coming. Okay. Um, and a lot of them are like that. Whereas other ones like Primordius and stuff can be a little pickier. But you just gotta change stuff. You know, change the times Change. That's what I do. Something right. doesn't work the first year. I change everything, man.
1: <laughs> until it goes down. Happens. Just
3: go down the line until it starts working.
1: Right. So. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all very similar. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now. Do you alter their food at all? Like, almost feed them a little bit more when you're about to start cycling down, and then kind of give them a break, and then bring them back up and feed them a bunch before breeding happens? Yeah, I almost mean, like cycle feeding?
3: You know, not really. I do okay. everything every day. Um, right. If you've ever watched monitors in the wild, I mean, that's all they do is eat. <laughs> I mean, there's food everywhere for a while. Okay. So you're in the top, when you're in the Northern Territory and you're out in the bush, I mm. mean, there's food everywhere. Yeah, everything all is edible, right. Lizards. <laughs> yeah, everything monitors eat is out all day. Mm. And, I mean, you just see tons of it. So people think, oh, they can't catch that, or, you know, they don't eat that much. The hell they don't. They're eating. <laughs> Every monitor I see in the wild is eating or looking for something to eat. So I am of the firm belief that they eat more than we even give them in captivity. Um, right. and it's, you know, they kind of have to, cause they're moving all the time. If, if they're not hiding, you know, a like Gilani mm-hmm. and I is cruising around his tree or the ground near his tree. He's looking for something to eat while he's looking out for predators and diving under the bark. You know, ackeys are doing the same, but using rock. Um, and Tristus are using everything, rocks, trees, bark, whatever. They start mm-hmm. out, grab something, go under, you know, a bush and eat it. And they keep going. Um, so I do that here, and, I mean, you can't stop them from breeding. If you're taking <laughs> good care of them, you have no say. <laughs> so you, most seriously, they will just keep laying and keep laying and keep laying.
1: I've heard and, that if uh, ackies are set up correct, it's almost like an egg-laying machine. It just, they yeah, just keep coming. Uh, yeah.
3: And it's not just ackies. I mean, they'll all do it. Uh, okay. So, you know, some people do it better than others, and that's just husbandry. Right. Um, Diet-wise, a lot of people say, "Oh, does it matter?" And it's like, as long as they're getting good, healthy food, it doesn't matter all a lot. I mean, insects are fine—dubious, crickets, worms. You know, all of them love lizards, but it's hard to get, you know, clean lizards. Melly, mm-hmm. um, is just fine. The ground turkey-based diet that we created for Komodos—you know, it works. There was a lot of arguments about that in the '90s and 2000s. Um, but I mean, it works. So, so, uh, you don't, you don't feed them that excrement. You just, you know, mix things around a bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they'll it, eat almost anything you throw in there. I like locusts. Like if you can get the big grasshoppers,
2: right. Those work. we've had yeah. a
3: lot of big, and we've had a lot of big grasshoppers, uh, in Australia. Um, here we have these big ones in California that come in the summertime and they're huge, you know, three, four inches long, and all those little monitors will tackle them and grub them down. And somebody was selling some at Pomona that they started breeding.
1: That's what somebody was telling. That was what Riley was telling us is that there were a bunch of Pomona, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's legal to sell. Them. <laughs> but, uh, you can catch them and breed them for yourself, you know. Oh or, crap.
2: Uh...
3: <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, just, I mean. You don't need to vary a diet. I said you know actually with the ground turkey based diet, I did a test because I was talking so much smack about the turkey diet. I actually did a test where I fed aki nothing but the turkey diet and they bred like flies and didn't have any health problems whatsoever. So what so, is what is the, I mean, what works, is the turkey but,
1: diet? I mean I, I've heard well, kind good. of it what it what it is.
3: Yeah, and, and well the biggest proponents of it you you ask them how they're feeding it and they're not even close on okay. the diet. <laughs> so basically we were basically we were looking for something similar to a mouse. It was just some stuff I was doing. And so we, we did a feeding study with tomato dragons. Okay. And um, basically the diet using in large numbers was 10 pounds of lean ground turkey. Mm-hmm. Um 90 grams of steamed bone meal, which was basically a calcium source, okay, and then two two Centrum tablets, um, crushed up and mixed in, and um, yeah, they loved it. They did great on it. They grew. Actually, the largest one was a turkey eater. Really? Um, there's a paper. Yeah, you can read the paper online. I'm first off on it, but uh, it they they did fine. They didn't have any issues with it. Um, and they actually got less food because it was a little fattier. than they so we gave them, uh, I want to say it was 20% less food. Um, it's been several years since that study. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it works. And a lot of the tegu guys like it and use it. Some people complain that the poop smells bad, but and I've never smelled good poop. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> I do yeah, the right. complaint is there. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> but i mean it's easy because you can freeze it in balls and you know leave it out to defrost and throw it in there and then And it's really good for like finicky eaters like mm-hmm. uh babies that just are having issues um and new important for sinus and macron and stuff like that really really do well on it
0: okay so, that's awesome yeah so what about like the uh like do you, do you do a schedule when it comes to monitors? Is there like a certain amount you have to feed them every day or is it every couple of days? What's the what's the right way to approach that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I typically feed every day. An adult ackee, I'd give like 10, like a big male ackee, I'd give like, I don't know, 15 crickets a day or give them a pink or just one pinky. Okay. Um, yeah, you just watch them. I mean, they, they just don't stop eating. <laughs> they don't <laughs> eat anything you throw in there. Right. Anything you throw, they'll just keep eating and keep eating. So you just kind of got to watch it yourself, watch the weight, especially the males. The big males can get pretty fat, so you can swim them down. But, you know, a breeding female you, is always skinny. <laughs>
0: you know, you can get yeah.
3: fat. Right. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Now, when it comes to breeding these guys, and I know you said you just put them together and they Mm kind of do their thing if they're kept right, right, but do you keep them in Mm -hmm. groups or is there like... uh, An
1: introduction.
0: You can.
3: Right. I mean, you can do... You can't put males anywhere near each other, obviously. (laughs) Right. right. You know, 1.3, stuff like that, but they just don't seem to do as well. Okay. I like pairs. pairs. I usually just do pairs, and those are always my best breeders.
0: Now heard, um, I've always heard I've always heard that the Ackies are kind of picky with, you know, what who they're paired with, and is that is that true or is that just a, another no, misconception? I, I, yeah, I
3: mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of that came from Frank, and it's from a lot of species. I mean, if you put two adult monitors in that don't know each other, there can be issues. Right. And like Bill <laughs> and I, it can be really bad. Females will with each other. Females will rip the legs off a male. Um, so okay. we always said, you know, it, it seems like when you raise them together, they know each other. But you know, that's just simple pair bonding. You see right. that in a lot of species. Okay. Um, so yeah, we always suggest, you know, get, you know, if you're getting them from one guy and it's an animal that's hard to get, I always say buy three, three babies,
2: mm-hmm. right,
3: and raise them up together. And I mean, I have been fine, especially with ackies. They're very forgiving. And mm-hmm. you get a new male or a new female, and you put them in. They're usually fine. But other species, not so much. You know, like I mentioned, Gellinai and, and some of those guys. Um, but like other ones, like Kingorum and Primordius, yeah, you get a new animal, they're fine. They're like, hey, what's up? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> More the merrier, right? right? Yeah. It, I mean, they're, yeah, they're all individuals, though. I mean, you'll get some ackies that are just don't want to be near anybody. So it just depends on the animal. Just
1: depends okay. on the animal. Okay. It's... Yeah. It's almost like you keep hearing the horror stories of I raised my Nile monitors and then I put them yeah. together and my God, they <laughs> fought. It's like, well, do you even yeah. know you have a pair? Yeah. Like, you could <laughs> just have two boys. Like, yeah. Right.
3: So. And that's the other thing, you know, the sex thing. Everybody's, you know, we're at Pomona this weekend. My buddy Al Feldman raised a lot of monitors. Had a ton of baby at the show and people are like, well, I want a baby nail. It's like, well, good luck with that. You better buy the whole
1: clutch. <laughs> here's the <laughs> best guess. It's like he's still yeah, got a 50-50 right. shot. Yeah.
3: So here's here's the, the important quote of the day, I guess you can say. Mm. Okay. In my experience,
1: uh-huh.
3: males grow faster, uh-huh. and when you're looking at several siblings from a clutch, it's usually the males that are the bigger ones. Okay. okay. So... Um, some people like Al can, and he says he can sex Gil and I when they're first born, but after a couple of weeks, you can't really do it anymore. You can pop some others. You can't, um, there's so many people have so many methods for sexing. I just wait because okay. I want to be a hundred percent. Right. So, you know, trans illumination or the henry through the tail can work in some, um, they usually like usually the males have the bigger stockier head and neck and you know wider tail base larger spurs, Then females have are you know more slender kind of have a little bit more bulbous down towards the lower belly, but more slender up top. So it just I mean it, it's tough. It's not easy to separate. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, just just start with little ones and raise them together. Hope mm. for the best. And you'll know. I mean, you'll know within a couple months if there's two males because they'll start beating on each other.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Um, And then people say, oh, they're breeding. And it's like, well, that's actually two males and that's dominant. And (laughs) and they will. I mean, they'll fully mount them and wrap tails. And a lot of times it's two males and it's a dominance behavior. Huh. Um, It
1: happens all the
0: time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) People think they're getting progress, and
0: actually they yeah. are not.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay, right. why,
0: why no eggs? <laughs> well, you know, because
3: usually the subordinate will stop eating,
0: and he'll be uh. missing toes.
3: He'll be missing toes one. They'll be fine one day, and the next day he's missing, you know, two toes. He's not eating. He's hiding the one sitting on top of them. He's got his head in the dirt, scared to death. You know, that's when you pull them because they're
1: too male. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's really just a lot of this is observing the animals and then detailing your husbandry and how you're keeping them around what you're observing.
3: Yeah, basically.
1: Okay, I just you know, cracked this code. And, it's, it's just, yeah. I don't <laughs> well, know why I mean, people are having some fun. problems with this. <laughs>
3: and that's the fun. I keep them on it is, is watching their behavior. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, half of what I do is watching behavior all day, so I I dig it. Especially right. monitors, because nonstop.
0: Right. So, like with that yeah. dominant male, is he the one? Could you also be able to tell from like uh, how long it's on the hot spot, or like if it's at the highest point in the yeah. cage, or anything like that? So, yeah. You, okay.
3: For sure. Yeah he's got the he's got the best spot all over the cage. He gets the food first. He's the first one on the food. It's as like to drop it in. Mm-hmm. you know nobody's coming over to him to take the food from it. <laughs> right. so
0: gotcha.
3: yeah yeah it's all just what you'd think it would be okay
0: so, now you talked about substrate and you know is there a certain mix of substrate that you use or what you would tell people to you know as far as like what the what you're mixing together or
3: yeah i mean uh i make my own mm-hmm. uh here in san diego we have uh it's it's not a clay soil it's soil. It's very friable, uh, drains really well. Mm-hmm. I don't want too much sand in it though. Um, so it's just like a, a really good dirt that packs. Basically, if it's moist and you squeeze it together and it stays in a pretty decent ball. Okay. Uh, not like clay where it turns into a freaking softball. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it stays in a nice nice you know mound that that falls apart when you drop it. That's good stuff. Okay. Um, so what I do is I take just dirt like, oh, here, New Cal dirt, and I use a window screen and I sift all the rock and bigger grit out of it. And uh, that's always worked really well for me. You take you basically when you put it in the cage and you press it down. I flatten it all with my hands, press it down, moisten it up a little, press it down. Um, you know, if it's really good flat, like almost like a hard pan, but, that they can dig in and put a burrow in that's not going to collapse. Uh-huh. That's what you're going after burrows that don't collapse. So okay. if it works, go for it. If it doesn't work, keep trying. A lot of people put just sand in there. It's like, okay, that's never going to be good for nesting ever. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be something they can nest in. Right? Okay. And when I say nest, they don't dig a little hole and legs and then cover it up. They <laughs> you know, build a one, one, two foot long tunnel that needs to stay open. They lay the eggs in a chamber, and then they cover the whole thing up.
1: Right. So you you retrieve the eggs after they've buried them completely, or you just kind of – That's usually the goal. Okay.
3: (laughs) That's usually the goal. But um, I've been lucky in that monitors are smarter than me. Okay. (laughs) They they know what temperature they want, and I give them a range from about 83 to 90. Uh Uh-huh. And they seem to always put them right at 86, and I have had a match in the cage. Uh, you know, monitors can be tricky, too. Like, you'd think, okay, you know, she's going to lay any day now, and then she doesn't. But then you think, wait, well, she kind of looks thinner than she does today. <laughs> right. <laughs> but tomorrow she's bigger, so, you know, they're very confusing. They keep you on your toes, and then you know. Yeah. Four months later, there's baby I running around the kid, <laughs> uh, which is which is the best surprise ever.
1: That is awesome. You know, I,
3: I, I, I did that uh, a couple of years ago. Like, I just had a pair. My male was enormous. He's like two and a half feet. Mm. and uh, I walk in, and I'm, I thought I was looking at a locust, and there's a baby sitting on the edge of the water just drinking. I'm like, Oh no but Link, shit. He did lay <laughs> And but the male is literally like six inches away.
1: Oh no. And I'm like,
3: <laughs> when I open that cage and that little baby bolts, he is gonna be caught in midair by that adult male. So, so I did it as slightly as I could and he ran right past that male and the male didn't even blink an eye. I. Oh. I just ignored him a hundred percent and I dug out four babies and all the eggs. And, uh, yeah, everything was good. (laughs) Nice. That is.
1: Uh, Yeah. yeah. Scary as hell, but it worked out. Right. That would would suck so much. You were like, oh, cool, baby. And it just gets eaten
0: by the man. Like, oh. Right.
1: Oh, dear.
3: And I was right there in front of him just going, oh, no. (laughs) It worked out. He, like, he knew. Yeah, those are my kids. What's,
0: like, the time frame for breeding? I mean, how long does the female hold on to the eggs and, like, uh, from... It's
3: usually about a month from the last copulation to egg laying. Okay. Um, and in most of the smaller ones, it's yeah, you know, hundred to hundred and twenty days incubation at around eighty-six. Okay. Um, it's usually you know half and half. They aren't temperature dependent. Sexual okay. determination is genetic. Um, so yeah, I mean it's pretty basic. Actually, the easy part is getting the eggs. It took us <laughs> forever to learn how to hatch the damn things. So, yeah, the the easiest part is actually breeding them and getting eggs. Okay. Um, And if you talk to anybody who's breeding monitors, they're like, damn it, I had another clutch go full term. Um, And it happens all the time. My first clutch at Kimberly's back in the day was full term, you know, hanging out of the eggs, dying. Yep. Um, So, yeah, that has more to do with the moisture in the egg chamber. That's too much moisture and not enough venting of eggs. Okay. which is usually the culprit in full-term death. So I keep, a. I I love sim containers. John, good on you, man, because I love those things. They work fantastic.
2: Yeah.
3: I put like a, maybe half an inch of water in the bottom of those things. I put a, but the big key is I put a pinhole on the top. Have you ever popped eggs by pressure changes? No. no. I've done it and I know, I know a lot of people have. It's like, man, I opened the cage and like three of my eggs popped. What? And that's the, pre- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's simple physics, right? You right. But yeah. in you put them in an enclosed place and you heat them up.
2: Yeah. We, we,
3: whoever sets up their eggs in an incubator, no, you, you're setting them up at room temperature and then you're putting them in a heated space mm-hmm. in a closed box. Right. Um. And, you know, you pop that lid off and pop, pressure change kills them. Jeez. So I keep a pinhole. And all my lids, that's my number one thing I do with everything now. I keep a pinhole in the lid to equalize pressure.
2: Huh, yeah.
3: Um, and then and then when monitors are in their last month, I start venting them probably, I don't know, every, every few days. And then when I know they're in that last week, I'm venting them almost every day. Yeah. And that seemed to be the big, that was the big key for me to really start producing a lot
0: of babies wow now oh and yeah. you maybe i know you've seen this actually hatch in your incubator with monitors uh, and stuff but like yeah don't they just like kind of burst out of the egg well, no like there <laughs>
1: was um I, I i hatched um well I, I say i hatched a clutch but um i was mm-hmm. a friend of mine bred black throat monitors and i mm-hmm. took the eggs because he didn't have an incubator and i think i got one baby mm-hmm. to hatch and yeah it it kind of like fell out of the egg like it was exhausted And thought it was going to die, but then it bounced back, and then he did the same thing with White Throats, Um, Mm -hmm. and the same deal. They came out like they were exhausted. So then uh, he gave me some mangrove monitor eggs. And cool. all I can think about is they're going to be so chill. And I came downstairs and there was a baby <laughs> mangrove sitting on top of the egg box in my incubator. I'm like, oh, shit. And it's just running around in my incubator. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah. well. And then I had to catch it. And then I'm like, well, the other eggs don't look like they've pipped. And I picked up one of the eggs. And this baby lizard burst forth from this egg. Like it was on fire and I had to catch <laughs> yeah. it midair and it was like, Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So then I duct taped that lid closed and I'm like, Stop it. Yeah. Just
3: stop it. Yeah. 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 They were full.
1: Cool. And
3: that's that was how our albigulars were too. I mean okay. they do the sleeping bag phase where their yep. head's just sticking out forever. Right. And then yeah, yeah. they kinda of come out and they're just kinda of laying there. But yeah, all the little monitors. They'll do sleeping bag phase sometimes and other times they just come ripping out. So it's, it's obviously something during incubation, um, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know, it varies tremendously. Right. Maybe it's just like you know, people. You know, some sure. of your friends run marathons, other ones eat shit <laughs> and play video games right. all day. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Those nice. are,
2: yeah,
1: Those are, now those are. I'm kind of miss the mangroves, but I'm not enough for me to go back and. Do that whole thing yeah. again.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you never know what you're going to get with those things because they oh, come God. from so many different islands. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I heard these ones are little tiny ones, and
1: then, you know, they're six feet long. And,
3: yes! <laughs> these,
1: yeah, his his just, male was no, huge no compared to yeah. the females. I'm like, those don't come from the same island. None of right, these are from right. the same island. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... No, I don't <laughs> miss to
3: them, Big monitor. I mean, I miss being around them, but I don't miss. If I'm at home, no, no thanks.
0: Nah. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. seems like a lot of work.
3: Actually, I don't. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. yeah. Just have a dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's>
3: a, same <laughs> amount of attention, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. And I tell people that all the time. Like, even at shows, oh, you know, I want one of these. What's the easiest one? I'm like, well, define easy. <laughs> Are you looking to, you know, not have any heating and, you know, are we talking leopard gecko or are you talking, you know, I have a Dalmatian? Right. Because <laughs> you know, that's the difference between right. a monitor and a leopard gecko. Yeah. So, oh, my God.
0: Do you yeah, put the, uh, work. once the babies are all out, do you put them all together for a period of time or do you separate them immediately? I do. Yeah. Okay. okay. No,
3: I, I keep them all together just like they would be in a while. Um, you know, they're in an egg chamber. They got to get out. So, I mean, they know each other. That's socialization, right?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I like to keep them together. And, um, you know, they obviously disperse in the wild within probably a week or so, maybe more, maybe less. So I, I do it till I start seeing social issues. And then I separate them further, you know, the biggest ones together. and right. The smallest runty ones together. And usually, well, depending on the species, usually I'm bought up. But <laughs> I usually get bought up really fast. Right. So, yeah, but no, I try and keep it as natural as possible.
0: Okay. okay. So they're staying down in that egg chamber in the wild for that period of time for about a week? or?
3: Yeah, well, we you know, we just don't know enough about it. There just hasn't been enough field Research. work done with monitors. Uh, from what I've read, you know, Lacey's, a lot of lace monitors actually are nesting in termite mounds, and we believe the mom may actually be digging them out in oh, some wow. cases and not in all cases. but. Um, like in rock iguanas, you know, we know that they stay in that egg chamber for a few days, right? Together, yeah. and then because they have to dig their way all the way to the surface, right? And monitors are basically doing the same thing, so I'm basing it off what I know on Cyclara. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's probably at least a couple days, I'd imagine. A right. Couple days, a week. I guess it would depend where they lived and what the substrate is.
2: Okay. But
3: you know, then you have a whole other slew of animals playing, you know, probably in tree hollows, like uh Keith and i um, okay we think we think they probably are laying in detritus in in hollow trees, uh but again, this is all research that still needs to be done, so wow. hard to say, a lot of guesswork
0: right yeah, yeah. All right, okay, so all right, maybe we can talk a little bit about some some of the species um as far as like. You know, you have yellow ackies and you have red ackies, and some people say, Mm -hmm. are they they different species, or are they subspecies, or are they the same? No, uh,
3: red ackies used to be called acantheris, acantheris, and yellows used to be acantheris brachiaris, but some recent genetic work actually said they're all the same thing.
2: Okay. (laughs) So, okay.
3: uh, yeah. So, and they, Well, I mean, if you look at the range maps, right, mm-hmm. they cover the whole northern part of Australia, basically. Right. <laughs> and, you know, reds are here. And, and it's like, wait a minute, I've been there, and those aren't yellows, those are reds. You know? So, I mean, it makes sense. They, they look okay. different wherever you go. I've seen black ones, yellow, red. Red and black, you know, they're they're different everywhere you go. That's cool.
0: So I'm assuming it's kind of like whatever their environment is, if they're in the red sand, they're red, if they're, you know, Mm -hmm. more of the, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: If you stand out, you die. If you blend in,
0: you're good. Is there one that's, uh, you know, um, I I don't want to use the word tame because that's not the right word, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. easier to handle or work with or whatever between the two?
1: I've heard yellows. Yellow. I've heard yellows are yeah. easier than reds. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean that's my experience. They're they're typically nicer too. Okay. If you're gonna get bit by an ackee, it's gonna be a red one.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: and uh, and that's it's funny because you know I'd be selling yellow ackee babies at a show or something. And the guys, would be oh, Do you have any reds? I said, No, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I bred it for years but god damn it hurts when they bite and now it I don't sucked. see them anymore and they're like well wait no yeah a hundred times nicer man and uh, I just never got it but um, yeah people want that pretty one Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it all depends on what you're going for I just like an animal I can interact with and still work with and breed and so it was always yellowish for me plus in my experience Reds get bigger Um, I mean, the captive ones, you could see it. Um, But, I mean, in Australia, I've seen reds in Western Australia that are, like, pushing two and a half, three feet. Really? You know, they they get big. Oh, yeah. It's all just geographic variation. But, you know, they – and it's funny because none of them are like the wild ones. The wild ones, they just kind of lay limp in your hands, and that's kind of what a lot of monitors do. by some of the bigger ones, but the smaller monitors just tend to just sit there.
0: No kidding. And you mm. can
3: actually pose them for photos. <laughs> you,
0: you feel like that new iguana new guy? Yeah. Put yeah, in no, chairs yeah, and right. stuff? Yeah. yeah. That's no, it. I yeah. Mean, you can,
3: but I mean, you wonder how a lot of these Aussie guys are getting such killer pictures of monitors because you can go catch them and put them in any pose you want for the most part.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask that question when we yeah, talked about Yeah, that was going to be the next field, year, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, pretty easy. Um, no. all right what about like uh uh primordius is that uh they're a smaller mm-hmm. monitor right
3: yeah they're tiny they they're awesome i mean there's not a lot of them around right um, but their behavior wise and, and social wise are just so awesome they're like a tiny tiny aki mm. um or a tiny store and they're just so mellow they don't really bite and they're Behavior's awesome, They're always running around, but like the males would like climb into your hand and eat out of your hand, and yeah they're they're a cool monitor, wow. but uh there's there's not many of them around
0: yeah they're they're pretty cool. Are they, are they all kind of look the same, they have the same type of look, they have like kind of like a yeah. speckled type of yeah, okay, all right,
3: yeah, typically little brown dudes right. um little kind of brownish tan, a little bit of dark patterning on the back. Some of them can have a little radish in them. Um, big, wide head on the male are pretty easy to tell apart when they're big.
0: Gotcha. So,
3: yeah, they're fan- they're actually one of my favorite monitors. I love them.
0: Really? Yeah, that's cool.
3: Oh, yeah. And, you know, People are like, ah, oh, it's a little brown lizard. I don't like that. I just <laughs> just Why do so people
1: it hate like brown? The problem. <laughs> what is up with
2: that? Nah, yeah. I
3: don't no, man. It's a- it drives me crazy. That's the problem with the whole new herb trade. It's like, ah, oh, it's a little brown <laughs> It's like, yeah, because it's awesome, and nobody <laughs> has it or knows anything about it. Yeah. Come on.
0: Was and it?
3: that's, I mean, that's me and my core group of her buddies are into weird, you know, odd, strange little things that you've never even heard of. Sure. And that's what we like. And you go to a show and just, ah, I can't even do shows anymore. It's like, what is this? Why is it so small? Why does it cost this much? What <laughs> is that about that? There's A hundred questions. A lady actually, on Sunday at Pomona actually asked me, why is this significant? Oh, go to hell! I really? ask that about uh, one of the baby Gill and I because you know they aren't cheap and they're fresh hatches. Right. Why is this significant? Oh. I said, why is this significant? <laughs> yeah. Get that. Thank I said, you. I, I would said, fire be- back yeah, said because it's a reptile and they're all significant. Right. And she goes. I mean, why is it so expensive? And you hear that kind of stuff just over and over. And then you kind of understand the whole Trump Land thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 it now makes well, sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome.
1: I, I I think I yeah. had the same experience. I brought a I bought a water python at a show, and I was vending and I didn't have anywhere to put it, so I just threw it in. Like, you know, I wanted it to get some heat, so I tossed it up on the table, and people were like, "What kind of snake is that?" I'm like, "The water python." Well, what kind of morph is it? That's that's yeah. what it looks oh. like. <laughs> it's like that's, yeah, that's right. normal. <laughs> so it's... Yeah.
3: Then it's like you get the prettiest snake on Earth. You get a you know Brazilian rainbow boa. Mm. And it's like, I know, let's hope for an azantic one. <laughs> <laughs> let's make them as ugly as hell. Yeah. <laughs> then people will really buy them.
2: Uh, it's <laughs> What
3: it's is it so
1: there's, hard to watch. But. There's this trend of retic right now where they're, like, making them dark black with kind of light faces. I'm like, uh, white lips are a thing. Like, I don't understand yeah. why yeah, we're right? trying to make the retic right. work like the white there. lip. Yeah, we already got it. It's yeah. over here. Dude, <laughs> so it's really I, nice.
0: I never understood that because, I mean, when it comes to pythons, I, I think it's hard to beat the color of a normal retic. I've said that mm. multiple times. Yeah. I mean, it's like one yeah. of the most beautiful care. pythons on the planet. Yeah. You know, it's got yeah. the iridescence, the color. There's so many right. different colors going on, and like, no, yeah. we'd rather have it albino, or yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right?
3: Yeah. And like, even with monitors, the, the few albino monitors you did see, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love the color of you know water monitors and things like that. Let's, let's not make albino ones. Right. I I but never really I mean, understood. I get it. I mean to each his own but sure, you know yeah. it's, it's just funny it's just kind of what the whole this whole new gen i get i don't want to say generation and sound like you know get off my lawn or anything but, <laughs> you know it's uh it's kind of the new thing it's right like if it's not if it's normal it's not fun and <laughs> i don't agree with that at all so
1: it's yeah. i think somebody once told me that if you bought an albino monitor is somewhat of a waste of money because if it is kept properly, it's just going to be dirty its entire life. And you're not going yeah, to be able to appreciate much. the fact that it's a yeah. white lizard because it should be covered in dirt. Yeah. So it's That's like, exactly right. why did you buy this? It's I like, would yeah. think like an albino,
0: yeah. uh, an albino monitor, I mean, I don't know, but like, you know, with their basking at like in hot spots of 140 degrees, yeah. I don't I don't know. Somehow, I think like nature put those pigments <laughs> in their skin to kind of like <laughs> yeah. make sure they don't. Live. Isn't that a problem? With, like yeah. al- I know uh, alligators
1: go blind, right, because they bask in yeah. it. Is, yeah,
0: I imagine the right.
1: same thing could happen there. Right.
3: I mean, it could, but I mean, the guys who have them, I'm not sure if they're using UV or they're just supplementing them or what. But um, right, you know, I, I mean, I think they're probably not blazing them under right. the heavy duty light. Right. But I don't know, because I don't have any. <laughs> you know, I had some of those, I had some of those lights in green. And you didn't have any issues with UV light.
0: No. Okay.
3: So, yeah. Is that? Yeah, those things. I like, I'd rather have the normal color cells, but it's really actually it hard to get the normal
0: ones <laughs> half the time. Right. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so,
3: I mean, there have been so little things in the way. I think has been going really, really tough things.
0: Yeah, Kogorum, yeah. they lay like what, two eggs, a clutch, right? Or something like that, don't no, they?
3: they no, they can lay more than that. They can have more than that. They are tiny. Um, yeah, typically you get two or three at a time, but I've seen it when it's like six.
0: Now, they do. But they're so small, man. Right, yeah.
1: Are they, are they the insect feeders? Like they're purely, I've heard, I've heard they're purely yeah. insect, or is that something else I've gotten? Yeah, horrible misconception? I misconception?
3: I mean, they'll eat. a monitor monitor's a monitor. They're going to eat anything they can get down. Um, okay. I mean, I used to do pinky parts. I used to do the ground turkey diet. Uh, a lot of young Dubia roaches and crickets. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they would eat little mealworms. They'd eat They're a
1: monitor, man. They'll eat whatever you throw in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a garbage disposal. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Man. And you pretty much keep them... Uh, same way we've been talking about everybody else, right? Like, there's nothing different about yeah. the kangorum, uh anything like that?
3: No. Kinda. I do all our dots here the same.
1: Okay. I just give the – I
3: typically give the bigger ones a bigger K, obviously. That, uh, they? Yeah, that's no.
1: nice of you. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, cramming it. Nice? <laughs> jamming <laughs> him
3: in the 10-gallon.
1: <laughs> 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 it's, it's not in a 10-gallon on reptile, reptile carpet. Yeah, it's, it's, that's nice yeah. of you. Jeez. On the hot rock. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing
3: we kept every anything alive back in those
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> oh God. I think Eugene Bissett told us once that he's killed way more green tree pythons than he ever actually got to produce because he had to learn wow. stuff and it was just things would just die and he'd be like, Well, don't do that. So yeah, and then move on yeah, to the next exactly. Steps. But, well, but um well, that's awesome though. I mean I that, you kind of see with the King Gorm, though, like you said, they are white ones. Are you kind of seeing that kind of emerge as, like, a morph project kind of a deal for people looking for that? Or is it just kind of the white ones happened, they're here, and now everyone's kind of gotten over it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, nobody's really targeting them. Actually, you'll hear a lot of people say, do you have any, you know, natural colored ones? Mm, okay. Um, and Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Either you like them or you don't or... They're really gotcha. different, so. mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, they'll produce normal phase ones. You know, they're like if you breed a normal to one of the white ones, they are heads usually okay. The hatch. In my experience, anyway. So. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool.
3: Yeah, but
1: those are awesome little monos too, like Primordius. They're just so tiny and cool. Hales are huge. Like that. They, 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 like they are. Is that almost like this? It, Tire size of the rest of their body because it seems ridiculous. Oh, it's like a, yeah, it's, I think they're one and a half to two times the body. Jesus. <laughs> their vent
3: length, bef- before um, Sparnus was um, discovered just a few years ago, King Gorm had the smallest snail vent length of any monitor. Hmm. Now, wow. Brelicata is generally the same size, but King Gorm has a longer tail. So, uh, yeah, the new Sparnum is, is smaller than both of them.
0: Hmm. No kidding. It's, yeah,
3: pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: So, just a random question, like these, you know, like the smaller monitors, um, is that mm-hmm. is that the better way to go for somebody that wants to get into monitors because you can keep them in the right size enclosure and offer them, you know, I mean, you yeah. get into some of these bigger monitors and you're talking like rooms. Right. Right. Yeah, right.
3: yeah. I mean, usually, yeah, when I'm asked that, I just say, you know, Aki, it's like the bearded dragon of the monitor world. <laughs> um, they, can get, they can get super tame and they, you know, they don't need a massive enclosure and you need a feed and, you know, you got You do need to heat them up and, you know, keep the humidity right, but for the most right. part, they, they, they're they really good. Right. Very good first monitor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: That's awesome.
0: Cool. Right.
1: Did we uh, did we cover Pilbarensis yet, or are we kind of like just dancing around them and kind of mentioning them here and I there? Mean, yeah, like <laughs> so. yeah, I mean it's
3: it's You just I've always kept them all the same, and they all kind of do the same. Some are more shy, some are tougher. Pilborensis can be a bit tougher, uh, okay, breeding wise. But then other guys do them just fine. So it's a husbandry thing, man. I right. Mean, I think the issue we have in California is it's so dry here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so some of those are tougher, whereas like acties and stuff degrade in it. Okay. Um, it's just like the old rainbow boa thing. On the east coast, you know, rainbow boas are totally easy to breed. Right. I'm um, talking like 80s and 90s, but back here we had a hell of a time um, because you know we didn't understand the humidity needs.
2: Right. And there's 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 like
3: rosy boas out here, you know, they're from here, so they're easy to breed here and right here on the east coast, they can be tougher because they're too humid all the time. Yeah. So just, again back back in the day before people really got it
2: right right
3: no so i I mean there's probably ge- geographical differences like that in within the u s
0: most likely I really
3: doubt it a bit mhm
0: right okay, cool what about i mean if what would be the you know uh, i don't know the best advice you could give somebody that wants to get into monitors uh you know what would be where they would start uh <laughs> Besides research Put, before you read, buy it the crop model, read, <laughs> Down. read,
3: read,
2: read.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: Well the the trouble I'm having these days is none of the none of these youngins read anymore. No it's kidding, like man. It's all it, it's just the internet and you know, I'll name a book and they'll be like, What's that? I'll be like, Oh, oh, oh. You're killing me. Yeah, You're killing me. Start with a book.
2: Yeah. Right. Should I
3: get it online? No. God damn <laughs> <get> <laughs>
1: You can order it online but then Jesus yes, Christ
3: read it. Amazon, yes, <laughs> it's not online for you to peruse. Go buy a book and sit down and read. There's a thousand research papers on Odatria alone that you can look up online and get a PDF of. Right. You know, and nobody wants to read. They want to look up uh, YouTube and and all this other nonsense or somebody's, you know, pet page or Right. No, you're not gonna get the info you need, man. You gotta do research and, and learn. Right. And you know, even the magazines these kids have never seen a you know, reptiles or anything like that. When I was talking to a kid this weekend. I said, "Go read my Reptiles magazine on Aki's from the '90s. It's the same information." Right? How's it Do that. <laughs> well, where the heck do I get that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a cool. a library. You know what those are? Right. Building has a bunch of books in it. <laughs> so,
0: you <know>? Yeah. They, <laughs>
1: it's it's almost like it almost be like. Well, you know, if, even if you had like say you Xerox copied a million copies of your article uh, and you handed them right. out. They was, yeah. People still wouldn't read it. They wouldn't they would, read it. They, no, would they want you to, like, I don't yeah. know, break into their house and read it to them as a bedtime story. <laughs> like, that's
3: what they
2: want. Yeah. They Let want to be smoothed. Uh, <laughs>
3: you know, YouTube video of me reading it. Yes. <laughs> the wonderful Chinese music. Yeah, done. <laughs> okay. A little side okay. job for you, man. You can go and read some yeah, monitor articles know. and stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah that would
0: be fun. Okay. No, yeah, I mean,
3: just read, do research, talk to people, you know, and don't just dive in because you're going to have a hard time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's something, it almost seems like, and I, and I don't want to say this because it, it's probably not true, but it almost seems like the people in, who are into monitors are the ones who make the, well, I couldn't keep the Savannah monitor alive. But there's a crocodile yeah. over there, and it's really cool, and I really want it. I'm going to buy it, yeah. and then I'll worry about doing all the other stuff for it when I get it. And it's like, oh, right. my God, no. Yeah, but yeah. That's totally. just personal experience. I saw
3: a personal experience. I saw a tame one at a show once, and I pet it and took a picture with it. I want one of those.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw a giant alligator at a show once, right. and I laid down next to it. Right. I don't want it. Right. I do not want nope. it. Nope. Yeah, no.
2: No,
3: thanks. Oh, well, I'm over that
1: stuff.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. at the beginning of the show, I was telling Owen I'm fresh off a of field herp, and early to, early this morning we went and uh, we found a whole bunch of copperheads and stuff. And uh, nice. So uh, I I thought maybe we would talk a little bit about you know maybe some of the places that you field herp, in particular Australia. Maybe you yeah. could give us some pointers oh, on, yeah. uh, like when we're in the Northern Territory. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it depends on where you're going. Where are you going in the territory? Uh, you know, typical Darwin, Kakadu.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're up in that area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's
3: like being in the desert when you come to the Western US. You know, in the middle of the day is hot, and you aren't going to see a lot. Right. Uh, so stick to the waterways and the shade during the day, in the mornings, and. Uh, afternoons is when the monitors are cruising around. Sometimes you'll see you know, some bacon in the middle of the day in the middle of the road, the Penopties or something. Right. Um but uh, what I like to do in the middle of the day is in the and creeks and stuff and just look on the tree branches and you'll see a lot of stuff in the shade that way. Okay. So uh, nighttime is a lot of night driving, night walking, uh around, again around the water does <laughs> <laughs> just watch the <what's laughs> salties <going>. no <laughs> joke. Yeah, I know.
0: Um
3: And some of the side billabongs where there's mostly freshes, if you see a lot of freshwater crops, there's typically not salties there. Not always. Not typically. (laughs) uh, Not always. And I've had that experience. I've had that experience before. Um, But, yeah, and some of those side billabongs that are shallower with a bunch of freshes, you can spotlight down in the water and see, you know, file snakes, uh, which are always awesome. And just, I mean, road cruising so productive in most parts of Australia. Yeah. You can get out of the Cane Zone. I mean, you can see a lot. And it's very similar to the Arizona monsoons. You know, when it's raining, it's good. Right. Um, as long as it's not like the cyclone and, you know, 400 river crossings, which <laughs> I've had to do also. We've it's had that too. Surprisingly good after a cyclone, though. Oh, my God. Um, now, Field Irving is my true love. Um, okay. Keeping is keeping animals is secondary. Actually, um, I have the fewest amount of animals I've ever had right now, okay. and it's wonderful. Cause I <laughs> have <to do> <laughs> every day.
0: That's what I was and, saying. <laughs> and, oh, great. Yeah. and I, you know,
3: I travel a lot for work, and so I just uh, just moved out my last monitor. It's the first time in 30 years that I don't have a monitor.
2: Oh wow! Um,
3: and it was a love it was a love hate day, but uh, right now it's good because I'm you know I'm in the bush four months this year or something like that oh wow
0: so uh
3: yeah so i I love the field that's where i grew up uh my kids have been in the field since they were a couple months old they're herp freaks and they can care less about keeping something in captivity they want to see it in the field Mm -hmm. so we do trips all over the world together with the kids now they love it so that's really cool yeah i mean herping australia there's nothing better uh we brought the kids to oz Oh, two years ago. Okay. That was our first trip. You know, my kids are catching frillies and carpet pythons and watching me play with, you know, brown snakes. And Yeah, they, they loved it. They loved every second of it. All the great frogs. There's so many awesome amphibians. I mean, you could just – I slaughter myself when I go to Australia because I just don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm averaging like four or five hours a day and usually trying to sleep in the middle of the day. Right. Um, it's just it's just amazing. And it's just untouched. I I've I've heard all the states including Tasmania. Oh, um, it's just that's cool. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's, there's nothing better.
0: Is there a species so, yeah, that you uh <laughs> is there a species that you missed is and still you're kind of on your well, list? White whaling? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well there's there's areas I haven't been. Okay. Um, So I've seen almost all, I've seen almost all the Australian monitors and photographed them. Okay. Um, But I haven't been to the Cape York Peninsula. Okay. I've got to get my key Horn eye because I've worked with them in captivity in Australia, but I've never seen a key Horn eye. Um, And there's a couple new species now that have been recently described in the last few years. Um, (laughs) So it would be fun to tick those off. Um, But I mean, anything really. I mean, it's just, once you're seeing, when you see monitors in the wild, it's just unbelievable. They're just amazing. Anything is amazing in the wild, but to yeah. me, seeing monitors is just the coolest thing ever.
0: Any and especially
3: when you see them do, like, behavior. Like, I've seen Glavida in the wild, and they do the little head shake and everything when they're crawling real slow, just like I see the ones here do. Yeah, just
0: amazing. What was it like you found the Perenni? What was that like?
3: Oh. <gasps> Yeah, there's are friendly <laughs> to yeah. it's like, I mean, you just don't expect a lizard that big to just be sitting there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the, first, the first time I went to Komodo was the same way. You're just like walking along. It's like, bam. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing just sitting down here? Right. And that's right. kind of how happens. happen. They just, you're just walking and all of a sudden they're there. And it's like, oh. And, you know, the. Shy females will take off and younger ones will take off, but the big boys, they'll just sit there and be like, yeah, do it. (laughs) The laces are like that, too. Big male lace monitors are just like, yeah, good luck, man.
1: (laughs) When you're the biggest, baddest thing in the area, you don't have to move. It's like, yeah, it's fine. I get it. (laughs) Exactly. And and they know it,
3: too. They just have this air about them. (laughs) Wow.
1: The are gorgeous.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are. God, they're so pretty.
1: hard to beat yeah they are
3: they are they are one of the nicest animals i've had the pleasure of working with and seeing in the wild yeah
1: even messing around with um uh our friend brian waterloo uh went over to his place and messed around with his lace monitors even them just powerful strong animals and really cool yeah yeah so yeah yeah, when we were they
3: are they're beautiful
0: when man. we were in Queensland, we only found a dead one on the road. It was kind of a bummer, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah
3: that you see, you see a lot of that, and there's nothing you can't quite get over seeing a big dead. I've seen big dead or in the road, like five footers. Oh, oh, no, like oh, it's just heartbreaking. It yeah, hurts, man. man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, but aim for the cane toads, avoid the lizards. You know. Yeah,
3: exactly. I, you know, the first, um, the first scrubby i ever saw was like 12 feet long and had just been destroyed by a road train you wow know, big, big semi truck and it's like still wriggling and it's like all the way across the, the road it's like oh god <laughs> how do you see them they just, they, do, they just don't care right um, yeah it was it's painful <sighs> my first jungle carpet was the same way just snap, i really like, hope snap. i don't
1: just like if I go and you the know. only carpet python I find is roadkill, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and uh, but then you know you go to some other places like where we live in Queensland. It's like you know they're in my garage. You go out there, there's a big carpet sitting there, and wow. cruising across the back patio, and you know going after the dog. Yep. <laughs> How long did you live in Queensland? But I, I had a work permit for a year. So I was okay. actually working at a zoo and, nice. and uh, a, a well-known herp place. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. A lot of monitors. That is cool. A lot of a lot of TV, but a lot of monitors and a lot of <laughs> good field herping nearby. So yeah, that's awesome. Fun.
0: We did get a message from. Yeah. Uh, our friend Scott Iper. He said, uh, "Tell Jeff." I said, nah. "Good day." <laughs> <laughs> that's right awesome. on. Yeah, that's
3: cool. Scott, I've known Scott since I lived there.
0: No, oh, no kidding. Um, actually, that's awesome.
3: yeah. When when I when I left Australia Zoo, I went to Melbourne Zoo, oh, and okay. uh, one of my one of my first few days down there, Scott came in. Oh, nice. And that was I uh, was twenty years ago. So uh, yeah, and then uh, Scott took me and uh my oldest son Herpin two years ago in Queensland. We saw a lot of cool stuff. So.
0: Yeah, he took yeah. us. We he's flew a good uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, I like Scott a lot. He uh Owen didn't go with us on the last trip and he's nope. he's a big coastal carpet fan. So we were it in sucks. Brisbane. Oh man! <laughs> we, we were in Brisbane, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you your coastal carpet." So we were like, we were yeah. about to get on the plane, and Scott didn't. He delivered, man. He got me. A, a, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got me just, in Brisbane. Did, right out there. He did there. that just. Well, to...
3: don't think he's too. Don't think he's too big a legend. They're like garter snakes. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and
2: like everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, i a, a couple go, packs. Yeah, well,
3: yeah. yeah, I've had. Guys go to Australia, you know, talking up, you know, their trip. They're like, "Yeah, man, we got a blue tongue skink." I'm like, "Yeah, those ones in my backyard, just like pencil in their- <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so there is other things that are there's things that are easy and things that are tough. And right. uh, carpets are pretty easy if you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Kind of- there's actually one of the roads there near near where Scott lives. It's like one of the most common snakes. You see them almost any night. you night driving.
0: Oh yeah, he's always sending me pictures. They're on his, you know, on his fence. They're in his yard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, right. check this out. Yeah, it's amazing.
3: Yeah. yeah, and it's awesome. There's nothing cooler. And where you got a, you know, a brown snake chasing a, hip, a skink or something across your backyard that's, you know, that's the one. up to the kookaburras oh yeah. no, no
0: yeah. They're, they're annoying <laughs> that's the one thing we didn't find on our last trip we didn't find any elapids i mean i don't know if we were looking really? at the wrong time not a one you know
1: um they nearly wow. ran headlong yes, into a cassowary please. but they missed the alapids. yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah. Uh,
0: oh sorry yeah in
1: kansas you know it's rainforest serpent that's a lot
3: tougher than, than arid land serpent yeah mm. and i say that to everybody, even you know, when you go to Peru it's one thing, but in coaster or in Australia, in Forza, ain't easy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean you'll
3: run there's some roads you can drive. Um, there's a place we used to hit quite often, um, down there in Queensland and you'd get a oh, a million small eyed snakes in one night or golden crown snakes, you know, little rear thing or not rear thing, but little lapids that aren't super dangerous, what we call the ruin your day snakes. Mm-hmm. um yeah. and you know and then you know small eyed snakes deadly um and then you get steven banded occasionally that was a big prize but uh yeah you wouldn't get you never see brown snakes in the jungle almost ever right um but out in the savannas yeah. and stuff they'd be everywhere so yeah it's just and it's a seasonal thing too you know just like here i know what months are the best for rosy bellas i know what months are the best for king snakes right you know it's same sort of thing. You, right. you start learning it after a while. Right. So. That's cool. Either way, you'll have an amazing
1: time.
0: Oh hell yeah, yeah man! Eric, <laughs> Eric was out
1: messing with copperheads today, so he's already got the bug to yeah. look for stuff oh, and yeah. find them. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, man.
3: we're we're the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're the opposite. We're struggling. August is the worst month in California. It's hot. And it's dry. Okay. And this is the month we do we do most of our fishing in August because it's tuna season. <laughs> and, uh, so I'll be on the boats the day after tomorrow.
2: Okay.
1: Cool. And
3: uh, we're just in Hawaii catching chameleons and stuff. So I guess that counts.
1: It, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's a good one. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, awesome. uh, that was pretty fun. And sea yeah. turtles.
3: We can get sea turtles here right now. <laughs> that's a herp. <laughs> that's yeah. It. yeah, that's a herp. I yeah, count, count it. it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The sharks are here. The sharks are in. Yeah.
0: Our list, uh, the, one, the one thing that we're after is the Owen Pelley Python. Did you ever find one of them?
3: Yeah. I never got a wild one.
0: No? No. Okay.
3: Um, actually, they didn't know that you could get them outside of, uh, of Arnhem Land.
0: Right. You know, really? Back
3: in the day, everybody only thought they were in Arnhem Land, and people were trying to get permission to go there, and they couldn't. And I, I know a few people that got to go, but they never got one.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: my buddies, like, now my buddies are cruising the things like fairly commonly. Right. So, uh, yeah, my next trip, man, <laughs> hopefully.
0: <laughs> nice. What yeah, about Ru- the Same with Russie's. I yeah. Mean, yeah, Russie's yeah.
3: is the same way. You know, everybody thought you needed to take a helicopter in like John Weigel did. Yeah, helicopter in and stay for two weeks and hope for the best. But no, I mean you know all the guys over there, Lockie and Max and everybody
0: are showing that it can be done. See that, Owen? I'm listening. (laughs) You you had me at Ruffy. I mean, that's all you had to say to me, and I'm done.
1: You know, it can be done. I was I was looking at mine today, and I'm like, I love you, (laughs) but like that was that's all you had to do. So right, right. That's cool. awesome. Well, dude, it's it, this has been awesome, and we're gonna quick hit the uh, closing questions, unless you let you jump off here. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's kind of weird because we normally ask this question of everybody, and they've never uh-huh. they've been to half the places you've been, so this is kind of redundant. <laughs> but it's like, okay. so it would be if you could herp anywhere in the world, <laughs> where would you want to oh, go, and what would you be hoping to find?
3: Oh, my. I've been to a lot of places, but I haven't done a ton of stuff in Asia. Okay. So uh, a big man, Shan Viper, would be pretty awesome. Nice. That is cool. Um, I still need to, and this might happen in the next year or two, I still need a big King Cobra. Yeah. Um, I skunked out in Bali 20 years ago, but uh, I'm looking at maybe doing India in the next couple years. Cool. Um, there's still some stuff in Cuba that I need. I, you know, I do Cuban field herping tours now. Cool. We have uh, I've partnered with a group called the Caribbean Conservation Trust, and you guys can legally come to Cuba with me and go herping.
1: You no kidding.
3: A passport stamps. Awesome. We have mm. State Department permits, everything. Go go to dot Org, and you'll see we have a trip coming up in September. Uh, we still need to fill up. So uh if anybody's listening and wants to go see some amazing animals in Cuba. We have two every trip, several species of Tropodophus, we get a couple species of cameliolus. all types of anoles, all kinds of weird things you've never heard of or seen.
0: <laughs> so wow. yeah. and then That's...
3: the people are people are wonderful, the
0: food's wonderful, the
3: diving's wonderful, everything about the place is wonderful.
0: And what's the yeah. website again? dot
3: birdsorg Okay. And you can go up there and you can see the trips that are coming. And the very first one is my next uh, herp trip. And we're about to shut that one down Okay, in the next week or so. So if somebody wants to jump on board, do jump it on now. It. Yeah.
0: Get it now. Okay. Yeah.
3: Jeez. It's a great place and you can't go there legally. Yeah. From our country anyways.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: So uh, except with us is right. what I'm
1: saying. All right. Well, um, so that's that's cool. I mean, we have a we have a buddy that just went to and did a tit trip on Indo and went to Rinka and all those other places, and uh, yeah. you know, so and he he returned with a ton of really cool pictures. So these kind of her trips are yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's cool. They are. They're fantastic, and uh, they're fun, and you know, we've got the. Cuba's most legendary herpetologist is my co leader, Dr. Luis Diaz from the Natural History Museum in Havana, the National Museum. He wrote that's the book awesome. on Cuba and he knows where everything is and what they are and how to find them. He's a hell of a herper. Huh. So we co lead it together and have a great time.
1: Nice. That's really cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'll, I'll yeah, put the. Uh... I'll put the link in the show description when we put the show up, so. Uh, right i trying to
1: get yeah. you, cool. trying to get you guys filled up before you close it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, we got the dates out a little late, and uh, yeah, so everybody kind of had their fall trips planned already. We've mm-hmm. got a few people, but we're right on the cusp of maybe not doing it, so okay. we'll see. Obviously, you have to have a certain number of people to do it. So. Right. right. Cool. Yeah, it's a good place, though. So.
1: All right, so second, and this one would be a little bit more difficult. If you get any reptile without any limitations, whether they be price or legality, what would you want and why? Huh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Well,
3: I'm at a point in my life
1: where I would say not a thing. Oh man. <laughs> never, no. had never had that answer. Never had that. Triceratops I, once and that's this yeah, is not the yeah, answer. Yeah, Triceratops would be good. But yes. you know
3: if I if I could go do it and see it in the field, I have no need to keep it in captivity. So I would be good with that. Um if if you're gonna force me to say something. <laughs> you know, I I like the blue Velociraptor from the <laughs> Velociraptor There
1: so you like, go. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But, no, dude, this has been awesome. Yes. And, you know, yeah. thank you for coming on and, and talking with us as a monitor stuff. We, we rarely get monitor talk. It, like, you know, it's mainly just yeah. – Snake of the snake Week. Talk, yeah. So, yeah. Right,
3: right. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> way, man, I appreciate it that it was fun.
1: Yeah. 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 All so, right.
3: uh, hopefully Sorry. some folks learn something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you'll have to come back and tell us uh, how Cuba went if you guys end up going and what you found and all That's that for so, sure. stuff.
3: Yeah. For cool. sure. Well we just had a trip in June and uh, had a great group of people. They loved every minute of it. We did sixty plus species in a week wow um, no so way. yeah it was amazing three big Cuban dollars several trump announces so yeah awesome place cool. I, I can't wait to go back cool
1: that is cool
0: all right well all right, guys. I guess we're going to jump off and uh Jeff. thanks again man
3: all right thank you we'll all talk right. to you soon all Bye. right thanks all Jeff right. see ya see ya buddy
0: what do you think Owen we going to Cuba or what If I I had time, money,
1: you know, dude, that's why I'm like, quick, quick, someone call Zach. It's like, you know, (laughs) Zach travels, Zach's our infield correspondent, it's like, you know. Yeah. God damn, that does sound so cool, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially you would see shit that we've never seen before, Well,
1: you imagine, like, you know, it's a Cuban bow, I mean... That's rare in the states, regardless. And now you get to go see it and check it out in the wild. That's that's really awesome. Crazy. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I enjoyed that episode. You know, monitors are one of those things that I'm I'm not too I'm not overly familiar with. Like I'm not too I am well with versed. snakes, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm slowly digging, especially because we're going to Northern Territory. I thought I might. Need to up my game a bit and knowing the different species and stuff, you know what I mean. So, you, I'm I'm pretty good with the 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 smaller monitors. It's some of the bigger ones that sometimes throw. Me well, off and of.
1: that's and that's where you that's where you have me because I know some of the big ones. Yes. So there we go. I finally have a purpose in the Australia trip. Right. Because it's like Rob's there to make sure Owen doesn't die. Right. He's there to make sure we don't get lost. You're there to take pictures. Owen is just like, what am I, the plucky comic <laughs> relief here? <laughs>
0: Dude, I'm telling you. See, don't he, even, question. he even said the same thing, man. You're gonna, your mind is gonna be blown. It's gonna be. You
1: know, it's like I don't want to hear that because I know it's true, and it's gonna um, be like and nothing's the same again.
0: No, it won't. Uh, it changes. Yeah, me and you are gonna be field herpers after well, this. <laughs> that's
1: the problem? It's like I, <laughs> Dude, this is the other problem. I'm like, you know, I like, I, I told Melissa, I'm like, baby, don't worry about it. Like we're going to do, I'm going to do the trip to Australia and then we can do other trips. And now I'm like, Oh no, Eric's going to get me hooked. And I'm going to go on whirlwind turping adventures. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It won't go well. Dude, it's, <laughs> so. it's, you know, it's it, man. Like how can I explain it? Like I see, you know, like me and Rob were talking about putting together a trip to Arizona right that at sounds the, awesome and i want to do it yeah at the end of september to go find uh you know like uh you
1: got guys- to the like it's well here's the other thing is that you know you guys aren't helping me that i'm starting a new job here. i know <laughs> <But> right <laughs> you can't it has to be like over weekends you can't well it
0: is do... it's a weekend so you you're good man you're good yeah good yeah, you might have, have to, to leave like, early on a friday or something like leave leave that friday but,
1: but, yeah. no i might not even have that but i guess the problem is dude i in the beginning of september oh, <laughs> and damn it's it. like dude i'm using all the goodwill that i have not even earned yet to For make australia. sure that i have all australia yeah so you know okay. it's like you're killing me here guys yeah. I might have to fly out Friday night, meet you there. (laughs) Whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Like, uh, but um, we're trying to put that together because I think that would be cool uh, just to go out there and see rattlesnakes and this shit that's out there. I don't know. It's like I feel like, you know, when you do it, you know, you're seeing the you're out in the in the wild you getting a feel for like what it's like for that animal in the wild because you're in the environment and you're hanging out with your buddies and it's kind of like, you know, you're joking, you're having a good time, you're talking about stuff. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's just an overall, it's a, it's a, it's a good time to me.
1: It's like what Jeff just said, you know, I think it's something along the lines of you get to see it in the wild. And he was talking and he kind of hit on a little bit how he saw some of the animals that he kept, in captivity in the wild and how some of them would do the same, like head shaking activity. Yeah. Like that just points to me that you're doing it. Correct. Right. If the animal in the wild is acting the same as the animal you have in captivity, you're on the right page. If you sit there and go, well, mine just lays around. Something's wrong. And you might have, (laughs) you might be like, you know, I don't get it. Mine's not this active ever. It's like, that's okay.
0: Right. There's probably something wrong about that, right? I don't know, man. It's kind of, yeah, It's it makes you think, you know? Like, uh, I think of, like, you know, when everybody says that, uh, well, it's like he was talking about with croc monitors. Like, oh, yeah, this thing's super chill, man. It's like, yeah, because it's not heated up. Dude,
1: I literally was at a show where uh, Andrew was talking to this one guy, and he's like, well, you know, I had the – savannah monitor but it died and and just like that sucks he goes well you know alter this alter this you know try again maybe you know in a couple months when the imports come in you know give it another shot and you know figure out what you did wrong and correct it and the guy's like did you see the crock monitor over there three tables away and he's like i did he's like i was thinking about that and, and andrew's like you are not prepared you don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know please please don't and then he spent. He must have spent like twenty minutes trying to convince this kid this is a bad idea to do, right? Because and then halfway through the show, the guy comes over with a burlap with a with a pillowcase and it had the croc in it. And he goes, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "This. I'm like, I I need to go over here with my pythons where I'm not going to have a conniption because now not only have you spent a, a good amount of money on an animal you have no idea how to take care of, you're coming around and asking." for advice from somebody after the fact. And I hate that it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's not even like, you know, I buy a snake and I'm like, all right, well, let me get some particulars from some people, but I already kind of know, already have a working knowledge of how to keep a snake alive. I've got that. (laughs) So, you know, it's right. I don't know. It was just, and I I think it happens a lot and it's unfortunate because, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of doing a disservice to the animal, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know? Uh, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Here we are. So, next week, we're going to be talking to our good friend, Warren Booth. Um, Yay! And we're talking about your absolute favorite... Damn uh, it! <laughs> uh, ...topic. Boas.
1: Boas. <laughs> yeah, like those... You know, you're so unoriginal.
0: Yeah, I know, right? I'm not yeah, as witty of comic as you are. I man. know, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, what, I, I need, I need say, some
1: work. What did I say yesterday? It was, uh, we took a flying snake and wheeler it off your house. I mean, that
0: was... <laughs> yes. Even, even,
1: even that one, I'm like, that was good.
0: That, that was really good, man. That was good. I laughed my ass off
1: on that. I can't <laughs> wait till
0: people hear that. That's going to be the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking wheelered it, man. (laughs) He wheelered it off the house. What? Yeah. So, Uh, so, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, um, uh, I got to order it actually. But, uh, speaking of Scott, um, he, uh, he, uh, has, uh, his new book snakes of Australia, um, is out and, uh, it's, uh, Scott and Ty put it together. Um, it looks pretty badass and perfect timing, man. I mean, we need this book when we're going to be in Australia. So yeah, if you're into Australian snakes um, or snakes in general, I definitely recommend uh, picking it up. Um, I, I have links over on our um, Facebook page, but you can also check out Nature for You. Um, and uh, I'm sure he has it for sale up there. There's, I think they're taking pre-orders now. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's on his hold on, wildlife demonstration page. I'm mm. going to look it up real quick. Uh, da, 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 da.
1: And Rob Rob was like, "Hey Eric, why don't we, you know, save ourselves some money and split shipping?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs>
0: So if you go to, um, wildlife com, you can see it there. Um, or you can go to their Facebook page, uh, nature for you and you can, you can see the links there as well. But, uh, mm-hmm. I highly recommend, uh, getting it. And, uh, I don't know if they're going to do distribution into the States and sell it through here, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. I need, well, that book. you know, <laughs> if
1: we gotta, if we gotta hit a Barnes and Noble when we're in Australia, we can do that. <laughs>
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, I, Contraband. Sure. You're bringing a book back. Oh, yeah. no, no. You can't do it. You can't do yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And, um, yeah, next week's show, we're talking boas. It should be cool. We haven't talked boas in a long time. Uh, so, and more live now, some, babies, some, you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. kind of like pythons, but they hate, they don't lay eggs there. Right. I've now summed up most of the episode. There you go. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, he works with some cool projects, so he I'm does. curious to hear about uh, what's going on with there. And obviously, he's just uh, he's he's a he's a, ge- yeah. <laughs> he's a fun guy, yeah.
1: And he's freaking
0: genius, Herper. You know, there's that too. To that. <laughs> so the fact that we're even having a conversation with him, uh, yeah, but, I don't understand <laughs> why these
1: really intelligent, really you know. cool people keep talking to us. Yeah, one know. of these days, someone's going to get you know wise and give to our tricks right. but you know like, why are right we now talking
0: to these guys again? yeah really, really? Yeah. these these morons again
1: right
0: so it's just because we put the work in now and that's all yeah it is. God, well, no, no you put the work in, i just
1: show up <laughs> well so like, it's still work
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah i and i wanted to make this quick announcement too so going forward we're probably going to yep. start to record the show on monday nights so that right. we can upload it and it would be just like you were listening to it live on tuesday night uh, when you're, you know, because I think right. some people like have uh, made their snake cleaning time around Riley <laughs> when is the show having is an
1: existential crisis. Yes, he doesn't know what he to cannot do. Cannot listen on Tuesday nights, yeah. and it, it, it we I feel bad for him because he's probably right now downloading it and listening to my voice on like a Wednesday and doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> slowly kicking a can. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Arrested Development when? That one kid is upset. He just kicks a can down the street. (laughs) Riley on a Tuesday. (laughs) Poor guy.
2: Damn.
0: Sorry, Riley.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we have to. So this way, uh, because we'll release on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock, people who are used to listening to it at that time can still listen to it at that time. Um, The. Chat will be active still at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays if you want to get in and have a chat going while everybody listens to the episode. Um, that's something else you can do. And, yeah, so we're going to try to keep it that way. So, And Eric and I will just have to figure out um, what happens on Tuesdays. Yeah, I, I don't know. Man. I don't really know what to do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I – God help you if the Steelers play on Monday night football. That's
0: all <laughs> I'm going to say to you. Well, here's god the thing, man. We could yeah. do it on Sunday. Oh my, god. There, oh my god. We could do it anytime oh we want. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're so
1: free now. I don't I don't know oh, how to
0: feel. It's <laughs> like we've been captive captive we've been in captivity for 7 years and now it's you did like this huh. to us and now we're
1: free. Oh, so glad. Well, and that's also good because when you go down to Florida we can just record. That means you know it, it was we, we just have to bring Rob on now. I mean, we don't have to have, like, an emergency. No, <laughs>
0: it's, He could just come just on to, to chat
1: with us. Yeah. It's, yeah. And also, um, I would like to uh, – maybe we should try to – we should maybe try to get one where we just put it, you know, have it in the can for if we ever need it.
0: Probably not a bad idea. Probably not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. I know. For sure. So. so yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess. So if you want to check us out, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, and Instagram, um, Ray Python radio. Um, you can download the podcast on, uh, whatever podcast app you use. Um, and you know, um, our main spot is blog talk radio, but, uh, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever other ones are out there. I'm not even sure. Spotify, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so that and if you want to get in touch with us, info at radio dot com. Um and I, I have been using uh the uh Instagram as uh when we when well for like field herp and stuff, so we just post mm-hmm. it up there. So if you're curious on like if me or Owen I guess I have to give you access to that, Owen, so you can get in there. You oh. might. I mean, you know,
1: it's like, this is almost like reminiscent of when he gave me an email. Uh, at did really them radio. Yeah. .com, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like I don't that. need it.
0: I don't, touch I don't that. want anybody no. talking to Other me. Any, they,
1: people do not need to talk to me. Right. So, you know, but, uh,
0: yeah, it's... it's, uh, I'll put them over there. That way you can, you can see, you know, where we're going and what we're doing and all that kind of stuff. So, okay. um, and then for myself, uh, it's just ebmorelia.com and, uh, You can follow me on all those things as well. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right.
1: Uh, For me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. All the 2018 babies are up for sale. Um, So if you're looking for, there's, I think, some caramels, uh, possed exanic, there's a bunch of tigers, possed exanic, there's some jungle jags still kicking around. And, uh, yeah, uh, scoop up those. The 2019s will probably be up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still feeding those up, and it's like they're they're so teeny. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and I almost don't want to put pictures of them up until the bread lie are ready, but then I kind of keep realizing that it, it's going to take a while for the bread lie. Right. So, um, but, yeah, those will all be up soon. As far as upcoming shows, I got nothing. I'm not doing anything. No shows. No, nada. But um, I can – and we'll be at the next Oak Show, and I think there is a there's not going to be another Hamburg until October, so I won't pro, I won't be able to make that one I don't think. So uh, if you're coming to any of the uh, East Coast shows and you want me to deliver an animal, just get in touch with me and I can probably make that a possibility. Um, as far as uh, Facebook, it's Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. It is Rogue underscore Reptiles on Instagram. And, yeah, that's about it. So we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.